0: I'm gonna be honest with you. Here's a big truth just to start out. The evil one is gonna do everything he can to give you tunnel vision. The evil one is gonna do everything he possibly can to lie to you, to distract you, to deter you. He's gonna give, he wants you to get tunnel vision. He wants you to get tunnel vision on all the wrong things because he knows if he gets tunnel vision, you get tunnel vision, the things of God become less and less. It gets blurry on the outside. It's not clear. And so many times we get tunnel vision on all the unhealthy things. Hey, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. Over the next six weeks, we're going to be dealing with some really hard issues and hot button issues that many of us get tunnel vision on. And we're going to see what God has to to say to us. Have you ever been lied to? How does it make you feel? Not so great, right? I want to introduce you to a professional liar, right? This guy's name is Frank Abignail. So Frank is a literally an imposter, right? He, he, uh, he came to fame because he started writing checks, like he would make checks, start cashing these checks, totally bogus, right? Totally bogus checks, but he would get the cash and he would take the cash and just live. He started lying, this is no joke, this guy became a pilot, never been trained before, never did any of that, started flying all over the world, going on all these extravagant trips. He even started lying to the stewardess. Like he created this stewardess kind of army, I guess, or, you know, group or whatever that would travel with him just to make him look good. He would, he would just lie to everybody. Professional liar and created this huge... Um, Basically, the false truth all the way around his life. If you've seen the movie Catch Me If You Can, uh, that movie is kind of after it was a glorified version of it, but this guy right here, until the feds got the best of him, found out, and busted him, he spent time in prison for all the fraudulent checks that he wrote in his life. He was a professional liar, and he got a lot of people to believe him. A lot of people. Here's the truth of that the evil ones just like him. The evil one will do everything he can to lie to you, to distract you, to deter you. You know what's the epiphany of this series? I'm praying that as we dive in for the next couple of weeks, I pray that the epiphany that you have and I have is that we have been professionally lied to by the evil one. And it's time to get mad about that. Remember the first question I asked you, how do you feel about when somebody lies to you? Crappy was one of the words I heard. I hope you feel that way about what the evil one does to you. Because that's exactly what he's going to do. I want to introduce you to a guy in scripture who uh, had tunnel vision on all the wrong things. If you have your Bible, go to Matthew chapter 19. Matthew chapter 19, hopefully you got a copy of God's word or maybe your app right there in front of you. But Matthew chapter 19, and I'm going to start in verse 16. We're gonna talk about a dude who met Jesus who had tunnel vision on all the wrong things. You're like, can that happen in the Bible? Yes, it can. Matthew 19, verse 16, here it goes. And someone, we don't know his name, came to him and said, teacher, what good things shall I do that I may attain eternal life? That's a great question. What do I need to do to have eternal life? Genuine question. And he said to him, why are you asking me what is good? There is only one who is good. But if you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. Then he said to him, which ones? And Jesus said, you should not commit murder. You should not commit adultery. You should not steal. You should not bear a false witness. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. That's a pretty good list, right? I think Jesus is giving a good list of things to do. And then the young man said to him, all these things I've kept. What am I still lacking? And Jesus knows the heart of this young man. And Jesus said, if you wish to be complete, go and sell all your possessions, give it to the poor, and you'll have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. Man, talk about a strong challenge. It's because Jesus knew this young man's heart. And this young man's heart was bent on money. This young man had tunnel vision on the dollar. He wanted wealth, and he had tunnel vision on getting all of that wealth. Maybe some of you have that perspective. Maybe you have tunnel vision on, I'm going to make the most money as I possibly can so I can have what I want to have and do what I want to do. Some of you may have tunnel vision. But the young man heard this statement, and he went away sorrowful, grieving, for he was the one who owned much property. This guy missed it. Everything that Jesus was telling him, hey, keep the command, all of those things. But Jesus knew his heart. And Jesus simply looked at him and said, go and sell everything you have and give it to the poor. Jesus knew that this young man had tunnel vision on nothing but money. And that was what Jesus was speaking to. You know what? I think over the next couple of weeks, I'm praying that Jesus would say that to some of us. Hey, you know that little thing you got tunnel vision on? I want to deal with that. Let's have a conversation about that. And I'm praying over the next couple of weeks that we would really, as a family, rally around each other and we would just come together and pray for one another, love one another, learn what Jesus would have for us. Some of you are asking, well, well Steve, if, if all I am is tunnel vision on these things, What does Jesus have to offer that's so much better? What is it? And Jesus answers that question in John chapter 10. So if you have your Bible, flip over to John chapter 10. I'm going to read it. This is my life verse, all right? This is the verse when I was in high school that I clung to. John chapter 10, verse 10. And it says this. It says, the thief. Who is the thief? The devil? Satan? Satan? All right, um, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Let me ask you: Are any of those good? No. No. Thanks, Camden. Appreciate it. No. None of those are good. But we believe this guy all the time. We fall into this guy's trap all the time. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But this is Jesus talking. What does Jesus say? I came that they may have what? Life and have it what? Abundantly. The word abundantly means full, means overflowing. So Jesus, what you're telling me is, if I am tunnel visioned on the things that the evil one has for me, it's all, it's gonna hurt me. But if I focus on you, Jesus, and the life that you have for me, it's going to be abundant and full. Yes, that is the great dichotomy of this whole series is that so many of us are tunnel visioned on all the unhealthy things and we're not focused in on who Christ is and the life that he has for us. So what is that life that he has for us? One, you got your notes in front of you? Oh, there's a question on your talk sheet I really want you to answer. One of those is what are all the unhealthy things that you're tunnel visioned on? Think about it. And I'm gonna mention some of those in the next couple of minutes. What are some of the things that you really tunnel visioned on? Oh, next week. Woo! This one's gonna be next week is solid, all right? But this week, here you go. What are there are four things that the abundant life that Jesus promises is? Number one, the abundant life that Jesus promises is full of purpose. You know, I was with uh, my D group this past week and we were walking through scripture and we're going through second Corinthians and we're, I, w- I was reading through second Corinthians chapter five and these words just popped off my, off the page. And I was like, man, this is so good. I don't have it on the screen, but I'm gonna read it to you. But it speaks to the purpose that God has for you. Some of you are missing out on that purpose, the abundant life that God has. For you, if you're ever wondering like, what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to be? This is the life that Jesus would have for you. Here's just one, one verse that came across. Second Corinthians chapter 5 says, Therefore, from now on, we recognize no one by the flesh. Even though we have known Christ by the flesh, now we know him in this way no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has does that sound familiar? Here's the next part of that passage. We memorize that verse, but there's so much more to it. Now, all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. And here's the purpose and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. If you're wondering, that's a whole lot of words right there. What is the purpose that God would have for you is the ministry of reconciliation. In a nutshell, what it is, is that you have the gift of salvation to give to those who are in the debt of sin. That is a ministry of reconciliation. You have the gospel to give those people around you so that they will be reconciled to God. They will come to God. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their wrongdoings against them, praise the Lord. And he has committed to us a word of reconciliation. If you're wondering what your purpose in life is, just try sharing the gospel and see what happens on the other side of that. You talk about a purpose driven life, there it is. When you start seeing that, you start seeing people around you come to faith in Christ because you have the gift, you have the message of the gospel in your heart, you give it away, oh, that's big. So the abundant life that God has for us is full of purpose. I could dive in a whole lot more on that, but I'll just tell you this. Sadly, many of us have decided that there's another purpose somewhere else. We feel like our purpose is making a name for ourselves, and we get tunnel vision on that. Sadly, many of us are unhealthy in this regard of purpose that we feel like we have to alter our identity or to seek something else in order to find purpose and meaning in life. Some of us feel like we gotta switch genders. Some, of, yeah, we're gonna talk about that in this series. Some of us have to feel like that's our purpose. Like that, if if I'm not doing that, then I'm gonna miss some, y'all. The purpose that God has for you is so much more abundant than anything that you can tunnel vision in on this earth. Just saying. Number two, uh, the abundant life is full of peace. It's having peace in. A right relationship with God and with other people. Colossians 3, 5 says this, 15 says this, let the peace of Christ, to which you are indeed called in one body, rule in your hearts and be thankful. Philippians 4, 7 says this, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Guys, there's so much fear and anxiety in our culture. I can go down the list. Some of you are anxious right now just to the fact that I'm even mentioning the word anxiety. And some of us, not all of us, but some of us are tunnel visioned in on our fears and losing track of the peace that God provides in the abundant life. I won't say any more on that, but we're going to deal with that issue as a part of this series. Number three, the abundant life is full of truth. John 14, 6, Jesus simply says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. Not only is Jesus the truth, but the word of God is truth. And if we're ignoring the truth in our lives and we're not connecting with him daily, then yes, we are prone to wander and we will have tunnel vision on all the wrong things except the truth that we know in our word. Right here. Oh, this is big. When we're not in the word daily, the the lies of the evil one become so much louder and more convincing. Y'all, if you're ignoring God's word, I bet you five bucks that the voices you're hearing in your life are the evil one. And he is stealing, killing, and destroying you. Let's get in God's word together, all right? Let's find the truth and let the truth set us free. Number four, the abundant life is full of grace. The abundant life is not perfection, Some of us are tunnel-visioned on nothing but perfection. If I'm perfect, then people around me will like me. If I'm perfect, then the people in the church will accept me. And that is as far from the truth. Y'all, perfection will silence you. Your quest for perfection will drive you to depression, anxiety, anxiety. Some of us have this mentality or this thought, or you have believed the lie that you have to be perfect to be accepted by God. And you're ignoring what grace is all about. That means no matter who you are, no matter where you've come, where you're going, God still loves you. And He's pursuing you with a grace to forgive and to restore you and to bring you into a right relationship with him and with other people. Man, I can't wait to talk about perfectionism because I think that is permeating a lot of your mentality, especially when it comes to church. You think the only way that you can be accepted in this place is if you're a good person and I'm not good enough. They don't like me, they don't accept me because I got so much sin in my life. I really can't wait till, I'll start preaching it right now. Um, but many of us are driven. We have tunnel vision on this idea of perfection and we believe that that's what's acceptable. When y'all, the church is a place of refuge. It's a place of love and of acceptance because at the foot of the cross, oh gosh, everybody's going to be there and we all need to be accepting of those that are around us. Oh, I can't wait till we talk about that. That's going to be big. I want us to make a commitment together as we walk through this series. As the band is on their way back up, we're going to wrap things up tonight. You're like, Steve, we just got started. Just wait. We got six weeks. I want us to make a commitment together. I want you to repeat after me. I will not allow the evil one to steal my joy. I will not allow the evil one to steal my joy. I will not have tunnel vision on any unhealthy thing. I will not have tunnel vision on any unhealthy thing. I will pursue Christ. And fix my eyes only on Him him. all the days of my life. life. Here's the last point I want us to make together in our final thought. And this will drive a lot of what we're going to talk about over the next six weeks. You ready? This is profound. Feelings are not good leaders. Okay? Okay? Let that just sink with you. Because you feel something doesn't mean that it's right. Because it satisfies maybe a temporal, that means temporary, feeling that you may have and you feel like that that is right, that's not always the case. Feelings are not good leaders. And we're going to dive in a little bit more to what that looks like over the next couple of weeks. And I pray that you come ready to hear what he would have for you.